Well, Talking Point continues. We keep the focus on safety and security for the festive season. In studio with me, Hanif Lunet. Uh, we now term him the anti-crime activist. Hanif, assalamu to you. Wa alaikum salam, Jamil, and greetings to my fellow listeners of Voice of the Cape. Shukran very much. I know uh, Colonel Trout has stood in for Colonel Tembin Kozi Kinana. Uh, I think we just skimmed briefly. We, we went through, um, what would you term it, the normals that we should do but there are others I, I want to kick off with when we focus on safety many of us would also be going on holiday and we leave our properties alone I think I've mentioned it uh, Jamil in the in the last year on this very station that uh, we shouldn't discuss our holidays ah, with strangers mm. we tend to plague about our holidays where we go where we going what we're going to be spending how long we're going to be spending in doing this, we're actually creating an opportunity for the very people that we're discussing the, 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 the intent, intended holiday. So it's important that we be, you know, we're living in such a society at the moment, immoral society, that we have to be secretive of everything we do. Yeah, we should even not go to the extent of telling them what you've eaten. Mm. Because what you've eaten tells them that your lifestyle. Oh, yeah. So we have a tendency to say, I've eaten out at Jimmy's prawns this evening. Mm. So the guy's going to have the tendency to say, this guy's well off. Mm. Rather not discuss your, your modus operandi and your, your, your enjoyment, times of enjoyment. Mm. So it's important that you become secretive for one reason, that it opens you up, it makes you vulnerable. To the criminals out there. No, certainly. I also know that they would be going around, you know, looking at properties, and most of us leave telltale signs. Oh, because they go here for holiday, uh, post box or things. Um, and what worries me now with load shedding, uh, around me I hear alarms going off, then I know, okay, there goes the lights. Okay, so they say somehow the three, I mean, you might know more about yes. it. What happens is after a few minutes, your battery goes low and your alarm then triggers off. Ah. That's uh, electronic uh, issues that you can't So which, which means then, one said, because I hear these alarms going off. But you wouldn't know which one is a criminal, uh, vulnerable to a criminal act. Oh. So you would take it that it's the uh, battery uh, running low. Almost, but yeah. in most cases, uh, I, I've just heard it today on the radio, that one person mentioned that three of their homes in the same area were burgled. During load shedding. And the neighbors thought these were just, my, you know, with load shedding, these alarms go off automatically. I personally had a strange experience yesterday at my place where a bag, a council bag, the blue bags, was filled with leaves and left in front of my garage door. Now that is a sign that you need to be very careful. Uh. If that bag is not moved on the day it's been placed, it obviously means nobody's own mm. because somebody that lives there will automatically move move it, yes. move it away it doesn't belong here and that is one of the signs if you find any bags le left in front of your driveway or your or your pedestrian uh, walking mm. pathway it's obviously a sign that opens you up to a burglary mm. I know we also don't want to become, become so paranoid. Yes, mm. paranoid about, about these issues but uh, sanity needs to prevail and we need to, especially, you know, we are families and we need to be aware of these things. We need to be vigilant. It's extremely important. Mm. We're living in a very vulnerable, in vulnerable times. 
in times where we we actually have unscrupulous people within our own families, unlike in the past, that it was strangers that used to break into your property. Mm-hmm. It is now your very family members that breaks into your family, into your homes. So we really becoming targets. So I'm not saying be suspicious of every member of your family, but I know for the experience that I've had in the last nine years in the Western Cape, I found that um, many of the burglaries and the, that took place in the cave flats was from members of the family. Wow. For, for obvious reasons. Mm. Most of them are addicted to drugs. To maintain the lifestyle, they have to... I mean, they no longer can get money from their own families for whatever reason. It's either the family has become hard on them. Alternatively, the family has got no longer any belonging that the guy could sell off or attain financial assistance from. So what he does, he targets the next best person, Mm -hmm. and that's the closest family member. (laughs) I probably get it in the neck when I get home. My wife is so... Um, safety conscious <laughs> I, I sometimes moan and then I realize but you know what um, this woman has got something hey, you know she makes sure doors are bolted because in today's time and age um, rather be saved than sorry yes no, absolutely I spoke about because I've always wanted to know how these alarms work, and as I say, it's been it's an electronical problem, yeah. and you cannot stop that. Mm. I also want to say, you know, Hanif, um, I can only speak of experience. I've such a wonderful relationship with the neighbors immediately around me. They would come to me and tell me if they're going away for holiday. Some of them would even leave the keys to the property if, uh, you know side gate or whatever and um, if I want access there uh, and uh, I was hoping more and I'm certain there must be more communities like that where we look out for one another how important is that today it worked many years ago just remember that the elders in that particular neighborhood are disciplined are law abiding how sure are you that the children of those law abiding mm. citizens are law abiding I know of an experience where a family left the keys in Kenwin with this particular neighbor. When he got back from his holiday, his house was emptied, ransacked. And a few months later, through information, it was found out that the neighbor's son, who was on drugs, had emptied the place. He took the keys from the mum's, wherever she kept the keys, Mm. And he had got access into the home. Now look at this. I mean, it's something that nobody expects. I don't think even the, the particular parents that were in possession of the keys knew that they would, their son would resort to such an act. I mean, I, I went to a mall on Saturday. <laughs> it's festive. Every uh, people seem to be, you know, hurrying here, hurrying there, um, looking at the shopping list, what they've got to buy. And uh, I said to myself, well, I wonder if these people are ever aware of what's happening around them. You know, how vigilant are they on what happens around them? Yeah, we're we into the silly season. Mm. And you know, we become silly. Oh, yes. And, and the criminals also become silly. We all tend to become silly. That's why it's called the silly se- season. We tend to forget 
that there are uh, people that are waiting to, to pounce onto us. Mm. Because of the excitement, we forget there are responsibilities that we need to, to be careful about. And the one of them is obviously to be on the lookout, like you said, your wife is. And you should be proud of your wife for being one that's vigilant mm. and very obnoxious about the uh, criminal mentality mm. of the people in our areas. You know, I've got uh, blinds in the kitchen, and I can say she can then see who's on the stoop at the front door and into the street. She keeps that blinds tilted up to a certain angle. So she can I want to see. I don't want them looking in and seeing me. Brilliant. Well, okay. I think she, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes when I want to go out and I find all the chains and locks on, I say, oh, how weird poles more. And then I realize now with today, you know, sometimes, most of the times, I probably leave her alone, and she's become accustomed to it, to secure herself. And I'm certain there are many others like that. Khadif, now, I know it's a sore point, but with all your experience, chairperson of the Western Cape Community Policing Forums, I've had you on my program so many times. For many of us, uh, it's it's... It's disappointing the amount of police, and I really want to keep the good, hard-working police out of this, but there are those, and they come into the fore more and more, that get involved with criminal activity. You, Your take on it, your views on it? I've always mentioned that it's unfortunate. There was a stage where I said there was only about 2% or 3% of the South African Police Service members that were corrupt. Mm. Unfortunately, it's spreading like wildfire. And I think it's becoming well over 40% at the moment wow. that are corrupt. And I could challenge General Lamour to prove me wrong hmm. on this. At every station. He's the head of the Western Cape Police. He's the head of this, uh, uh, yeah, so the South African Police Service in the Western Cape. Cape. And, and, uh, and I'll be accused of generalizing. Hmm. But many who are listening to this station today to the radio station will, it will concur with me that it is a fact. Now, when you say a police per, uh, personnel is corrupt, he can be corrupt in two ways. He could ma criminally manipulate cases. Two, is through his laziness and ineffectiveness and unprofessional attitude become corrupt. Mm -hmm. I call that corruption because these are the very people that swear that are sworn into their positions oh, yes. and they promise solemnly to protect the citizens of their country and then they treat the people of this country with contempt. I mean the very victims we have are further victimized by the very people that are purportedly there to protect us mm. but unfortunately we cannot trust them. I know of instances of abuse where Women are sexually abused and are too scared to report the matter because they become further traumatized by the very people that they expect assistance from. I know I've mentioned it to you in the past, where this person in, that was raped, I'll use the word, right, sexually abused in Mitchell's plane. At 2 o'clock in the morning, she walked into the police station. I remember that. And she, she was told that if you don't dress the way you're dressing, mm. you won't get raped. Is that what you tell somebody yeah. that has been in a traumatic 
position. Mm. I want to, for the uh, benefit of this program, call them the rotten apples. But I also want to focus on uh, should alarm bells be ringing or are they ringing? Because more and more of police brutality is coming to the fore. And I know some police guys who really um, take their profession very, very seriously. And I sometimes, you know, I feel for them, especially when they have to do night duty. And I think you uh, a man's leaving, he's got to leave his family alone and he's <laughs> going to be out there making sure we are safe. Yeah. But then you get the other side, you know. Uh, but for it seems more and more, um, is it frustration? Are they understaffed that police brutality comes to the fore? One is bad management. I've proven this over and over that policing has become a business. It should be treated as such. When crime comes down, you're showing a profit. When crime goes up, you're showing a loss. Mm. And I don't think our station commanders, heads of departments, are trained to treat their jobs as business. They're there to come and do their job so they can earn the salary at the end of the... There isn't the passion that we expect from the South African Police Service members. I've seen uh, over the weekend, I saw huge... Um adverts in the Sunday newspaper uh, police because I've heard at one stage about two months ago that uh, the Western Cape we police are understaffed I think it's bad management mm. I know of certain stations precincts where staff members are on leave with, for no reason and there's no control of it they, they go on sick leave, they go AWOL, and this, uh, I don't think that's reported to the seniors. So there's a cover up by the, by the colleagues, mm. and I think that's not fair on the communities. I promise you, let us take any station, Jamil, let us go and do an audit as a community. There is enough vehicles, but the vehicles are in a bad state. Oh, yes. So you blame that on those that actually use those vehicles. And who are they? It's not communities that drive these vehicles. It is members of the South African Police Service. The criminal that sits in the back is not handling the vehicle. He's not smashing the vehicle. It's the driver who happens to be a South African Police Service member. Who is checking that that person handles that vehicle in a manner expected of him? Could Nobody. Could I say something? Travelling on Molodam Road coming in, <clears throat> I had my daughter with me as my witness. And I won't mention the area, but it was on Molodam Road before you get to Velala Drive. Okay, I'm on my way to the station. And I said to her, I looked to the right, and I said to her, you know, in that property there's always a police vehicle parked. And there it is again. I wonder if this is a cop that must be on duty or whether it's a senior policeman. But even a senior policeman shouldn't be at home with the police vehicle parked in his yard. And I thought, I should probably report that. It's very important that communities become proactive. Yeah. Now, the best thing you could do is if you see a word sector. Oh, yes. Or visible policing written on the vehicle. That vehicle is not supposed to leave a policing area. If that is seen... You immediately report it to the uh, station concerned. So if you see Delft or if you see Lansdowne and there's a number of the vehicle, like in the case of Lansdowne, it would be TL, TL21, mm. TL, take down that number. 
Because what we could do is investigate on the AVL system where the vehicle was and at what time if it was supposed to be there. Every police vehicle has a has a tracking device which is called an AVL system on the vehicle. So nobody could say or, or get away with the truth. If you say you was parked in front of 33 Valhalla Drive, mm. then so be it that AVL will show if he was there. So he can't deny it. And every vehicle, when it's signed out, the SEPs members know who drove it at what time. Mm. In other words, the sector policing, they've got to be on the road and patrolling within a certain the precinct, area. Within, within the, the precinct. precinct the whole time. Cruising, Invisible policing. Yeah, cruising past. Mm-hmm. I see them time and again coming down my road slowly. You know, and I thought, okay, guys are active there. And if I've got two minutes, y- 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 safety for us, especially motorists. It's important that we remind our friends, those that aren't drinking, to remind those that drink that they need to be extremely cautious in their drinking and make sure that they do not take the the wheels of that vehicle. Because you're going to be putting the lives of many people in Japanese. And that is the cause of so many pedestrians being killed. In the other hand, those that aren't drinking should also be careful of the pedestrians that are drinking. Oh, yes. Uh, so rather be careful, drive below the speed limits for the stressor season. I know we're asking for too much because we all want to get to the beach. We all want to get to the mall. We all want to get our shopping done. But let us think of those who are unfortunately not in the state to, to decide if they are worthy of crossing the streets. Let us show some respect to them. But another thing that I like to is our kids. We're into the silly season. They become ex- uh, targets. Oh, yes. They become extremely vulnerable to drug dealers. I've made a statement last week. Many attacked me for it where I said, because this is, you know, it reaches a point where I can no longer hold back. And I said that we need to get rid of Nigerians and Pakistanis from this country. Now that comes out of frustration. Mm. I make that statement because I have the knowledge and I have facts to prove that these are the people that are going out of their way to condemn our kids to the scourge of drugs. Well, they would also say, okay, we're being racist. No, no, no. I'm not, would, that's without being xenophobic. Yeah, okay. I'm not saying that we must get rid of all. Uh, it's, these it's are the, the people. The they add no the value to our, our economy. They add no value to our lives. They add no value to nothing in this country. Mm. They, they in no, fact, give tax. What I'm saying, I know of Nigerian doctors at work here in our state hospitals. I'm that's sorry. So, I'm yeah, not no. generalizing. Okay. I said without Beautiful. generalizing. I'm referring to those that don't work. Uh. And you would know, because you're the man with the ear on the ground, you've been in the game, security, CPF chairman. How big was your precinct that you covered? I covered the whole of the Western Cape, starting from Plattenberg Bay, right up to the West Coast, oh, down to the Southern Cape. CPF, that's uh-huh. community forum. Yeah, all of that. Okay. Uh, that's okay, all died off at the moment. And it has been a pleasure having you here. I hope your advice you've given haven't fallen on deaf ears. We'll keep on repeating these advisors as we go for the festive season. Uh, even, you know, even if we don't drink, there are those out there that could be under the influence. So we would need be to be your vehicle, etc. We need to be cautious. And if Lunat, shukran for your time. It's a pleasure. Thank Alaykum you, Jimmy, for giving me this opportunity. Alaikum salam.